Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Will Held, our special guest, is the executive director of Consumers Research, an advocacy group. I saw him in this piece on Fox News about something really insidious that came out of Biden and this agreement with the Chinese essentially to shut down fossil fuels. But even more importantly, the term ESG. I'll admit, I was a little foggy and I asked Dan during the break about ESG, and I'll ask uh, our guest about it in a moment. And some of these business people and others agitating toward this, it's got a lot of the Chinese central planning about it. Have you heard these people say, well, look, we have too messy of a system. We need more central planning. We need the planners, more bureaucrats, more pointy heads knocking on your door. Let's go to Will Held here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Will, thanks for uh, coming on today. Uh, What does consumers research do? We are the nation's oldest consumer protection uh, organization in the United States. Uh Ah, and that's enough right there. Yeah. Yeah, we spend uh, pretty much the bulk of our time really helping to educate consumers on issues that are affecting them, whether it's the price at the pump or the grocery store or, like this, ways in which uh, big Wall Street fat cats are making their lives worse. And what is ESG? ESG is billed by its supporters as a, a, an investment strategy. It stands for Environmental Social Governance. And the idea is that if you incorporate all these other factors in your investments, they'll do better. That's a stocking horse. What it, what it really is is very simple. Forget all the wonky stuff I just said. ESG is when the financial services industry, the asset managers, the big banks, use their market uh, power to push a far-left progressive agenda on the rest of the country without ever having to face the electorate, without ever having to face voters. Boy, I love it already. Well, we have to damn mark that down. We have to have Will back here. He's cut to the chase. Bang! Let's go to the third thing. And uh, you seized upon this name. Come on, Will. You did it because of the last name, too, because he was one of those cheering businessmen of the Chinese dictator in San Francisco, Larry uh, Fink. What was Larry Fink up to? Well, he's the CEO of the largest asset manager in the world, a company called BlackRock, and he has been uh, very vocal about the fact that he uses the $9 trillion of assets that BlackRock has under management at, to push a far-left progressive agenda. In this case, in this what we're talking about today, it's a net-zero agenda. It's the idea of, of getting, forcing every company in America to hit net-zero carbon emissions by 2050. What he doesn't tell you, though, he likes to brag about that. He has the, you know, goes in the, the Clintons interview him at, you know, Davos and all that. What he doesn't tell you is who's going to pick up the tab for that. It's not going to be Larry Fink. It's going to be you, the consumer, because all of these things cost more. And it's, you know, the other issue is they're all produced in China. So we're going to be, it's going to deindustrialize the United States and put the American consumer, make them foot the bill. And already we've been talking about that today. We're already. You know, Will, I don't know about you. The, the only thing that I see out there, other than the business people making money in China and all this stuff, we're starting to get where Americans, they don't believe it's possible for us to turn the battleship around a bit here and remove ourselves from China. And once we give in to that and say, what the heck, we're not going to be alive when it all crashes, that is a disaster. I think it's going to crash sooner rather than later. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. If we keep on this, the current path of outsourcing all of our manufacturing to China, making our entire – gutting our, our domestic energy sector, fossil fuel energy sector here in the United States, so that we can become more dependent 
on China, which is the world's leading producer of all of this so-called sustainable, I don't believe it's sustainable, but that's another issue, these so-called green energy initiatives like solar panels, the vast majority of those are produced in China. The vast majority of the minerals that go into them are refined in China. And the ones that are where they're mined is either in China or in places like the Congo, where they use open pit mines and 12-year-old child slaves to do it. So if you really care about the environment, if Larry Fink really cared about the environment, if Joe Biden really cared about the environment, he would be wanting to reindustrialize the United States. We have the cleanest industries here in the United States. We have some of the cleanest uh, energy industry in the entire world. So we should be actually focusing on trying to extricate ourselves from dirty China and the dirty Congo and do more here. But instead, people that like the virtue signal and this administration, which which constantly tries to sell out America, is is basically agreed in this in this recent visit by President Xi that we are going to become more dependent on that country. And the thing that bothers me the most here, you've gone through several, is anytime I hear more centralization, more central planning, two things about it. One, it doesn't work. Two, we already have, you know, this feeling that the federal government's on top of us. But these people, these moguls and others, they seem to want to even Chinatize it a little bit more where there are penalties, where we have a better sense. Uh, you know, we talk about this all the time here when we have uh, digital screening at Major League Baseball games and stuff. It seems to us we have already too much of this stuff, but the centralization part of it seems to be where this alliance is going. You're 100% correct. And you, I mentioned these big asset managers like BlackRock increasingly feel it's their duty to dictate to all of corporate America how business is going to be done in, in very specific ways. And the money that they manage, you know, you think, okay, well, they, you know, they own these stocks. Like, why shouldn't they tell these companies what to do? Well, it's not their money that they're managing. They're managing your money. The vast majority of the dollars that BlackRock and other asset managers uh, uh, take care of, they, they do it as a steward, as a fiduciary for state, local, federal pensions, uh, big institutional investors like university endowments. A lot of this money that buys these shares that then people like Larry Fink go – and, and weaponize against corporate America and against consumers is our federal dollars. They manage, for example, 80% of the federal pension fund. That's our U.S. military wow. pension fund that, that, they, that they're using to destroy U.S. industry and help build up China. So you're 100% right. It's not, and, and, and it's a weird thing because you know, most people think asset managers are Wall Street, and they think, well, that's the, that's the epitome of the market. That's the epitome of, of the, you know, couldn't get any farther from government planning. But what we're seeing, what we just saw recently with Larry Fink seated next to President Xi, seated next to President Biden, is that it's a hand-in-glove approach. The, the people like BlackRock, people like Larry Fink, become the velvet glove over the iron fist of government, doing the, doing the government's bidding. And and we're the ones as consumers that, that pay. Because when you push net zero targets on these companies, Larry Fink doesn't come in and tell them, hey, I've, I'm, I'm investing in fusion power, or, you know, nuclear power that's going to solve all these problems and just jump on board. So he goes on and he tells them, you're going to hit net zero. I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm not going to help you do it. I'm not going to invest money in your company to help you do it. You've just got to figure it out. And the net effect of that is higher prices at the gas pump and at the grocery store. Boy, that is uh, connecting all the dots here, too. Uh, My producer, Dan, looked at something. Is it true or is it close to that, that BlackRock manages a quarter of the world's money? It's correct. I don't know if it's exactly that percentage, but it like they are like I said, they are the largest asset manager in the world. They they manage money for the largest pension funds here in the United States, including the federal pension fund. 
Um, and unfortunately, they've decided that that ha- having never faced the electorate, having never been, you know, Larry Fink's never been voted anything by the people. He's decided that he that means he should be in charge of of the U.S. economy. And I'll go one step further. Most of that money that he manages, the vast majority of it, is what they call passive investments. When people when people talk about, oh, I bought the S and P 500 ETF fund. Okay, there's every you know one of every share in the in the S and P 500. That's that's passive management. It means that. Larry Fink's not supposed to be really making investment decisions. He's just supposed to be there to run these, you know, funds that are run right. by computers. Right. And then he's used that to claim all this power for himself. And the other, there, you know, he's not, he's the worst and the biggest. But there's other managers like State Street and Vanguard that have done the same thing. And so if we don't push back, we don't say, listen, we as consumers need to be driving what goods are available in the market. Uh, unfortunately, these Wall Street fat cats are going to be deciding it for us. We're talking with Will Hill, the executive director of Consumers Research. My uh, producer, Dan, has just gotten into a house. We were talking about that today in this market. His wife is a big-time accountant, uh, maybe up there almost to BlackRock <laughs> levels, Maisie. And she quarterbacked all this, but he's got a question about the housing market. Yeah, so I float around, Will, a lot in uh, conspiratorial circles online. And a lot of the housing market questions, uh, the, the spike in housing markets of uh, People that just don't really know for sure is that is BlackRock, Blackstone, these kind of companies, are they buying up real estate properties, private real estate, and that's what's uh, making the market just skyrocket? Is there truth to that claim, or is that a like is BlackRock getting involved in private real estate and those kind of things too, or is that is there not no truth to that? No, there is there is truth to that. That's a little complicated because one of the things that BlackRock will do is provide financing to companies that are doing this, and so they profit, but they profit indirectly. And so we've hit them for this. Actually, if people want to go and visit aboutblackrock.com, uh, it's a website we've set up uh, to, to talk about all the bad things that BlackRock's doing. We talk about this is one of the things that they're engaging in is is help is helping firms like Blackstone and um, and others, uh, you know, basically outbid. Uh, first-time home buyers, you know, like how, how would you like to you're, you know you, you you find that the right house? We know all know how hard that can be if we've ever bought one, and you know you get into the bidding war and you're sitting there biting your nails and you think, oh, you know, I'm up against some other family of you know with two kids that are trying to move in or something like that. If you lose that to them, it don't feel so bad. But no, you're actually up against some BlackRock <laughs> finance hedge fund, right? And I think yes. I think at some point. You know, oh. I don't know about you, but BlackRock has, you know, BlackRock could call up uh, Jerome Powell anytime he wants. BlackRock uh, has a line at the at the Federal Reserve, and they can get money lent to them at a much lower rate than market. I don't know about you. I can't, get, you know, during the during COVID, you know, they could borrow money at 0%. I've never been offered money at 0%. I don't know about, I don't know about you guys. So oh, I, well, I, I it's in my contract, real... but I don't want to say here. You, might, you, you guys <laughs> might be coming after me. Yes. Hey, uh, well, Will. Uh, oh, my point is just it, it seems rather unfair that, that you know, young families should be having to bid up against BlackRock uh, when, when it comes to, to getting a home. Well put. We, uh, Will, we uh, please uh, keep us in the loop with what you're doing here with Dan. Tell our listeners the website for Consumers Research. Absolutely. It's very easy. It's consumersresearch.org. That's consumersresearch.org. And if they'd like to learn more about all the bad things that BlackRock is doing, they can visit aboutblackrock.com. And let us know. Any updates on anything, Will? We'd love to have you back. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. All right, Dan. Put that guy in the top of the list. That was, man, that was good stuff. Let's cut right to the chase. Yeah, this one, Fox News. I just happened to see it. ESG and all the the Larry Fink guy up there with the uh, Tim Cook guy. Right there. Let me shove aside, Tim. Get out of the way. I got to let the communist Chinese (laughs) dictator see me. I'm going to stand. Dan, some of these guys next will be standing on the chair giving him a standing ovation. <laughs> then next year, one guy will say, how about if I 
grab onto a chandelier and jump down so he can see me doing it. My God. And Biden in the middle of it. Who? What? Uh. All right. Uh, I'll tell you coming up. Who got the MVP award at the Fox Patriot Awards yesterday from Nashville? But first, it is time for... It's the Money Melody! That is right. Every day at this time, Dan entertains us with this. Oh, I see as usual. TBD. The TBD. Yeah, the TBD. TBD. Well, it changes throughout the show sometimes. Oh, yeah, right. You're working... Three jobs. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Yeah. it's so much going on back there. Come on. Uh, But, Dom, today we're playing for a pair of tickets to see the Flyers versus the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow at 1 p.m. at the Wells Fargo Center. And let me stress this. Please be kind and uh, only call in if you can actually attend the prize, if you can go. It's tomorrow, 1 p.m., Flyers versus Vegas Golden Knights. And, Dom, today we're asking for someone that uh, would probably get a standing ovation that you wouldn't stand for. So I found a guy that I... uh, I think it's a pretty safe bet that the majority of our audience would recognize that he does get a standing ovation, but they would be sitting. So our our conservative audience, uh, they would be uh, sitting while everyone else around them stood for this. uh, I don't want to say it, but he is a legendary folk musician. But here he is covering a song, Dom. We want to know who it is singing here. Take a listen. I keep seeing this picture of you. Here comes my baby. So we just want to know the cover art. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah, right? Yeah, it's pretty good, I got to say. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I like some of the guy's songs. Uh, yeah. You, you, I think you do, too. So, yeah. Well, right. we'll see. That's Who's covering that? And uh, you're off to the Flyers game tomorrow, 855-839-1210. AT&T and Verizon Wireless, you just push pound 1210. By the way, at Flyer, at hockey games, they don't have somebody throw out the first puck, do they? Uh, no, uh, but they, they have like a work fir- on that. Don't they, they have like somebody- a, a dropping of the puck or like a yeah, they first should shot? Have, yeah, they should do that. Then you try to get out of the way before they kill you. All right. <laughs> and what do they do in football? They don't have uh, They have somebody... As the uh, coin flip, there. Remember when the XFL it. had the the scrum that they had the fumble yes. scrum to determine who got the ball first? I like that a lot. Yeah, you got to earn it. Yeah. All right. So it's eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Who is that covering that song? You're off to the Flyers tomorrow. I'll tell you the MVP. And Joe Scarborough says that Trump is not Christian. That was great stuff. That's exactly what we're doing with the Chinese here. Biden doesn't know what he's doing. He's trying to say. Hey, uh, we got something out of this on fentanyl. More centralization. I think, Dan, that's why people get upset. Look, I understand the point. Nobody's bothering you if you go to Major League Baseball and it's uh, digital, you know, facial recognition to get it. They're just wary that there's just too much of this stuff going on. So they're rejecting all of it, which I endorse. It's Dom. Money Melody. That's right, every day, uh, at least we try at uh, 2.13 or so, playing for a pair of tickets today to see the Flyers versus the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow, 1 p.m. at the Valley Forge at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, hit us with who's covering this song. Oh, 
Uh, let's go to Steve in Langhorn. Steve, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Who's covering that song, Steve? Dom, I thought it was John Denver, but I didn't hear enough of it. But that's what my ah, answer was. That's a good guess. You know what? A... And I didn't even think about it once it came back on a freaking radio. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, I... Thank you, Steve. Good that's try. That's a great guess, though. I mean, John yeah, Denver's a really good guess. Yeah, John Denver could sound like that. Yeah. He doesn't sound like he does, I think, on most songs. I'm a little surprised. And the other clue I gave, I The Legend of Folk, I think he could also fit into that yes. definition. And he yes. would probably be set by, I mean, I don't know if I could stand for him. So, yeah. Bill in Center City. Bill, who's covering that song? That's uh, Cat Stevens. Are you a fan? Yeah, I like a little bit of his stuff, yeah. Well, I was until he went rogue uh, around 9-11 or before, yeah, you know? Yeah. He's been downhill since then. Yeah, All right, Bill. Change his name to Yusuf Islam. Yeah, yeah. yep, exactly. Yeah. Let me put you on hold. You are off to see the Flyers. And hockey in person is a great uh, treat. So good luck with that, Bill. Glad you got it right. All right, Dan, you've been stumping people. Your average is about .8. Almost one. <laughs> I'll take it. It's like Pele. He only scored a, a goal a game in soccer. You're almost scoring one uh, this week. Now, the MVP yesterday at Fox, out of all the people they could choose, I was kind of surprised because they're a little bit on the ropes at this point. Not with me. They've been a huge force, and they've gotten over 130,000 people with them. MVP of the Fox Patriot Awards was Moms for Liberty. Yep, Moms for Liberty were the winner this year out of anybody they could have chosen. Now, I don't who would CNN choose? My God, one only thinks. Uh, MSNBC might choose Dr. Mina Clay, the woman who called the uh, IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, uh, a terrorist group. That's only in Philadelphia. Yeah, we got to get working on our person of the year. You can always hit me up with a suggestion at DomShow1210 at domshow Twelve Ten. Last year it was Meg Brock. Oh, I think we have one. Uh, who do you suggest, Dan? Robin Schaefer. Ah, yes. Robin Schaefer. Got definitely won from the uh, wind turbine stop. It. Yeah, that's a big victory this year. And holding. Uh, Steve Keeley's always a perennial. I'm trying to think of some of the other people we've had on this year. Somebody locally. Mayor Pete Byron for being a great mayor. Mayor Pete Byron. Yeah, despite without a doubt. To, yeah, 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 despite all the uh, difficulties there. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are off the top of the head. i got to think Robin Schaefer. Um, well, I was going to say uh, Frazier was, but he was only there at Mulligan's. Johnny over at Mulligan's, the summer White House. Certainly four times there this year. That was a great thing. But you're right, Robin Schaefer. There's right there. Two other names that come to mind are uh, two congressmen that join us frequently, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're so gracious for that. It's uh, Scott Perry and Jeff Van Drew. Particularly Van Drew, so many issues he's been involved in here, driving force behind this. Yeah, start to hit me with some. We'll mull them over and get them into a poll, several different things that we'll do. Uh, persons of the year that Sherelle you'd like Parker? to put. Sherelle Parker? We'll see how people feel about yeah. her. A little bit too early until... Yeah. They actually see, see her in office. First. But based upon what she said, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, given the context of Philadelphia, it is pretty unusual, the stuff that uh, she has said. So uh, Sam Orapisa, if they had let him run, I think could have been one of ours. The guy is doing great work. 
But uh, Scott Presler, even though we only had him on once, people are already gaga over it. And Megan Brock is still out there, without a doubt. But, yeah, I like yours, Dan. I think it is uh, potentially uh, that uh, Robin Schaefer has been the go-to. All right, our side question today, you heard it here in the uh, Money Melody, too. Hit us with someone who is, um, you couldn't give a standing ovation to, even if you were there and everybody else is. You just, it is amazing what we've signed off to here. And we're in a spot where it is very hard to rouse people against China, the products, the things that we're interconnected with. So we just roll along with this and look at the damage. Uh, By the way, speaking of damage, here is Joe Scarborough. Now, it's bad enough when Colbert, I think Colbert actually goes to Mass and Communion, maybe, but his warped uh, Catholicism is as bad as Joe Biden's. But Morning Joe suddenly turning to the Bible and saying, not just Trump, listen to me, not just Trump, but Trumpism, meaning if you pretty much follow a lot of the things that Trump says, you're in agreement with him, well, then you're the antithesis of what Jesus teaches. Now, I thought we fought this battle in 2016, where you had any number of evangelical ministers and others saying, well, look, in his personal life, not much there to see with Trump that I endorse, the divorce is womanizing, everything else. But this is about the country. It's about restoration of that, and this is the person to do it. Wasn't that the deal? Well, Joe must have missed it, having his hair done that day. Here's Joe Scarborough. Well, I mean, if they're losing the country and if they're losing church attendees, he should look no further than himself and those around him because so many young people have stopped going to church. Russell Moore's talked about it before. Uh, Christianity Today, former uh, leader in the Southern Baptist Church, because they're so offended by the politics their preachers have brought in during the age of Trump. It is the antithesis. Trumpism is the antithesis of what Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. Uh, and, and God entering in a collective judgment, uh, again, talking about how terrible America is. All Republicans seem to, well, a lot of Republicans seem to hate America. Trump Republicans seem to hate America. And tell us all the time how bad it is. This is what I thought was so fascinating. Um, trust in our foundations have never been lower. All right, let me address at one point here strategically with you and see what you think. Uh, This idea, you hear people like Scarborough and these others trying to ding some Republicans for hating America. What they mean is, and sometimes I have a call or two, you know, they're not meaning it. They get a little imprecise and they just say, there's no redemption, you know, how bad America is. I don't think strategically that's the way to put this. What we're saying is how bad things are under progressivism. I would put it this way. America is almost impossible to defeat. The American people are almost impossible to to, defeat, even against these odds of how they're distorting, spending our money, inflation, any number of things, the Chinese. I just don't think you can do it. That's how much belief I have. I think that's a more positive way of stating potentially the same thing, but to say how dark America is, they in the media, with the power of the media, spin it back to say you're running down America. 
So you can say, well, no, I'm not. I'm doing this. I'm just saying strategically it's about winning. Might be a better way to put this that indicates what you're trying to say is wrong. Okay? But the rest of the gobble here about the Bible and Trumpism and people are not going to church <laughs> because too many of these evangelical ministers, well, uh, why are they not going to the Catholic Church? Could it be that, you know, they tell people how important life is and yet they have a president who is completely opposed to that in his political stance and they look the other way but remember we told you Pope Francis came out swinging this week against Freemasonry. Wow, he sounds like a woodwork company or something. He's, he's... <laughs> All right, let me take one from Joe here. Joe and Exton on Talk Radio 1210. <clears throat> Joe, hey Joe, good Friday. What do you have today? Uh, yes, hello, Dom. Uh, the, the person for whom I would not stand and applaud is Nikki Haley. She takes on a job as U.S. ambassador to the U.N. And after a short period of time, she leaves the position. And here, all this while, I thought she was an altruistic type of person. Secondly, in her discourse with Vivek, she drops her mask and shows the world who she really is, one of Shakespeare's untamed shrews. Wow. Woo. Hey. Man. I like even, the side of you, Joe. Uh, wow. And you even like the Shakespeare reference there. Wow. wow. I got to say, Joe of Exton bringing Shakespeare. Is there some anger un- there that you cut him off yesterday, maybe? Is that uh, what I don't know. Called? Untamed shrews. Stepping it wow. up. I love it. This guy, he's one of the all-time characters of talk radio. I mean, I, I just can't even picture this. Oh. I, I really just I, I expect him next to, next to a fireplace with a corn cob pipe. Yeah. Oh, uh, you see the corn cob, not the ascot. Nah, I see the ascot. I see a uh, book of Shakespeare on his lap, <laughs> as he calls us. And he's turning to the pages. Let's see. Shrews. Nikki Haley, right there. At 12 every day, he turns down his loud opera to turn yes. up the Don Giuliano <laughs> program. He's got to come to an event. The next event we do, I, I'll buy a ticket for him. I mean, I just want to. If he doesn't show guy. up, if he shows up without a monocle, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Peanut on a more elevated. Well, we know he went to the University of Florence and things like that, right? Yeah. He said that. More and more of the mystery. We know Earl. Uh, we haven't met Cousin Bruce yet. Uh, Robert, we haven't met, but you and I think we know, you know a lot about him. Yeah, Robert's yeah, a yeah, great yeah he's straightforward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How how far does a couple of these callers go back with you? I mean, Bruce, he's been around forever. Uh, I'm not Earl sure. Too, yeah. Some of it you've kind of cultivated. You know, the well, I like saying the Earl of Tacconi, so that kind of made him. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just fit. Yeah, he's awesome too. Yeah, everything yeah. He brings. All right, we got some five... Christmas songs coming up from Earl. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, 855, yeah. uh, Drew of Upper Darby is a unique character, too. He's coming up. And you can't walk down the street. You might get shot in a parking lot or get carjacked. Ain't that sweet? Oh, ho, progressive snow. Stuff should be for free. You have insurance. Give your stuff to me. Have a Larry Krasner Christmas. And in case you didn't hear... Christmas time is a time for a crime like the rest of the year. Very good. Unique style. Who's covering that? That's Earl. Earl and the Taconis. Earl of the uh, Taconis covering that for Glenn Campbell, I believe. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn Campbell Christmas by Earl of Taconi. 
Uh, who have more? We promises a big Dom Giordano, Larry Krasner Christmas uh, coming up here. Uh, let's go to the Earl of Tacconi on Talk Radio twelve ten. Nice work, Earl. That is not easy to do. What do you have today? Uh, thank you. And uh, that was uh, Burl Ives. Huh? Burl Ives <laughs> Holly Jolly Christmas. Okay. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I gotta. Dan's got to get in touch with me because uh, I want to get him. Um, uh, the Glenn Campbell Christmas, and uh, I got to get you the uh, the Neil Diamond Christmas. Got you know get some music for uh, you know all of December for you. I love it. Oh, beautiful! Thank you. And the William Shatner Christmas album as well. I love William Shatner. That's that guy is just. Incredible. You know, Earl, it kind of sounds like you're covering William Shatner, covering Burl Ives, and that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, it was the demo. So, but anyway, I, I think um, a cameo of uh, Joe of Exton should be included. Can but you, you still have my word, Earl. We will get you some studio yeah. time to get you in here and actually uh, yeah. show yeah. those pipes yeah. to our listeners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you have right. today, after, Earl? After deer season, okay. um, my question is: When do you stop becoming a colonizer? I mean, I was reading a book the other day. It's called The Holy Bible, or as I like to call it, Jews who have lived in Israel for 2,000, 3,000, and 4,000 years. I mean, Moses is a Jew who lived in Israel. King Solomon, King David, they're Jews that live. Every person in the Bible is a Jew that lives in Israel for over for thousands of years. When do they stop becoming colonizers? Well, the answer is never if you're on the wrong side of the political equation, without a doubt. Never. That's the argument. Well, I just find it, you know, uh, you know, frustrating that, um, you know, that uh, you know, they they keep using these terms and they don't understand what the terms are. It's like Antifa. It's like anti-fascist. It's like you're using fascist tactics. Are you are you not aware of what you're actually talking about? Um, I like I told Jim, they're not uneducated. They're miseducated. They're very well-educated people. They just have the wrong information. Exactly, Earl. Who's the person you can't give the standing O to? I'm going to have to make it personal. I, I, I could not give a standing ovation to Barack Obama. Um, I just have too much animosity toward the man. And the fact that he's, he's practically running his third term right now. Stop crying! <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Earl. Well, the moment when he said, uh, I share your pain, you didn't build that. You didn't build that? Uh, by the way, DJ just gave this. What's going on? Is this Tammy Murphy doing this in Jersey, New Jersey, to allow beer and wine deliveries by third parties, Dan. You know how tough they were, uh, how they've knocked out of business the breweries. But now all of a sudden, uh, New Jersey, this just came down from 6ABC. New Jersey residents can get beer or wine delivered to their door just in time for the Thanksgiving weekend. State regulators appeared approved permits for DoorDash and Instacart to deliver drinks uh, just in the last day or so. God save the queen! There you go. That's right, Tammy Murphy. Dan, uh, the panel I'm on on Sunday that we taped today is somebody, I believe, working in the campaign for Tammy Murphy. <laughs> Good luck. saying, I'm, I'm working fun. my way to the big interview with the Queen. Do you think she'll come on, Dan? Use your powers of persuasion. I, I'd love to have her. Oh, you, boy. Could you imagine? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I would wait five questions in. Uh, tell me about your husband's hair, that handsome man. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, this just in, another landmark for Joe Biden. Since President Biden took office in January, there have been almost 6.5 million illegal aliens in January 2021 encountered at the U.S. Uh, borders. That report says that that outpaces the annual U.S. births 
where close to 4 million are born each year. This guy is on quite a streak. We're bringing in more people illegally, even then, by a lot, annual U.S. births. It's almost hard to believe. I thought more than 4 million people were born in the United States every year, but uh, Joe Biden on that. Something uh, next week. By the way, we did Krasnerland yesterday. It's on the station's Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1210WPHT. And one of the things we talked about was shoplifting in Philadelphia and what will new Mayor Sherelle Parker try to do about that. Well, the Pennsylvania Senate passed a bill this week allowing for first-degree felony charges against organized retail theft rings and authorizing a new division of the state attorney general's office to deal with the issue. Here's what I'm interested in. Are we really going to see with this push that they're saying about shoplifting? Is the state with Josh Shapiro there, now they've authorized it, Republicans have, more power. Are they actually going to intervene in Philadelphia and lock people up around this? I'm not sure, though, that organized retail theft is exactly the problem. I think these are individual thieves that are just doing what they want. I'm sure there's some of it that's organized. I mean, is it organized when we heard from the uh, police commissioner? I'm still stunned by that interview with him, Grafe, out there in Marple. People will show up at the Burlington Coat Factory with a bunch of people that might be homeless, tell them to go in and run them out with as many coats as they can. They'll give them 20 bucks. Now, that might qualify. That is organized, I guess. But I'm not sure if that's happening as much or it's individuals that are just doing it, and this is their income. And they're getting away with it. And I'm a little bit wary, Dan, of saying organized, because then that allows people, there's language in here saying, well, people are stealing because they have to live. I don't know about this. You know, I don't know exactly what the core is on this to be determined uh, coming up. But coming up, we have the lightning round today. Someone you would not give a standing ovation to, even if everybody else was. Hit us with that if you win. Your name goes into the hat. We pick a winner for the Captain Chucky's prize. Time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. <laughs> to uh, continue this week, great one today. Somebody you wouldn't give a standing ovation to. Of course, the Chinese dictator, you would think. But America's business people did. Got to see if any of them were standing on top of the chair to do it. All right, let's go to Drew in Upper Darby. All right, Drew, who do you have? Hey, Dom, how you doing, man? Thank you. Uh, you know what, Dom, as far, as far as that Eagles album goes, that Christmas album, I'd rather hear Yoko Ono, ono on there than Taylor Swift, Why does she have to barrel in the, to our thing, man? You know what I mean? Well, uh, Look, I, I'm in agreement. It's good enough as it is. You know, why do we have to? Uh, I agree. Yeah. Well, 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 Dom, this, this Hollywood director... He was such a pervert, he had to leave the country. And he actually had a cameo in one of his movies. He's, he cut Jack Nicholson but uh, in Chinatown. But if he came back, if he came back, those Hollywood sickos would probably give him a standing O, and that's Roman Polanski. That is a great one. I think they have at some event somewhere. He may have been still yeah, the in Oscars. Europe or whatever. The Oscars. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Joe in Ben Salem. We hear Ben Salem is kind of like China. Remember that caller yesterday? Uh, Joe, who do you have? 
I know I'm going to irritate some Phillies fans. Trey Turner. Oh, man, Dan, that's playing There's right no the way with issue. that kind of uh, emotion that was in the ballpark that day that you could find your butt planted in that seat. Come even on, after, Joe. Joe, even after a couple of hits, so what What do you say? Hey, 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 he's, what, is he in the Little League? He, he needs somebody to pop <laughs> him the Come on, man, he's, a, he's making millions of dollars. Oh, uh, boy, I got to say, you know, we're talking standing ovations. You're saying, Dan, he'd have to stand up, though. I, I think it's just it'd be overwhelmed with shivers and emotions, man. It was a cool, cool thing to see. I, All right. I don't know if you could stay seated for that. All right. Jerry in Wilmington. Jerry, who's yours? Uh, after the first, Joe, I don't feel worthy. I'm only wearing jeans and an Eagles jersey. <laughs> but but uh, I'm going to go with this uh, wise old climate, climate activist, Greta Thunberg. Oh, man. Imagine her shame saying that to you, Dan. Yeah. She said it to me in studio. I'd live with that forever. And Joe gets the last shot, Columbus, New Jersey. Dom. Joe, who's yours? Dom, Dom, out of respect for me, you, and our legacy, I'm not going to pronounce her name properly. Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> Rapini. <laughs> Rapini, yes. All right. Oh, excellent, excellent. Hey, particularly here at the end. Dan, let's shake him up. Who do we like today? Uh, Dom, I really like Joe of Exxon's call yes. today. It was really oh, uh, a different taste of Joe. And also that, that Joe and Ben Salem, the two Joes man today with Trey I Turner. I wish we had two prizes. Let's put Joe of Exxon into the hat. Though. Joe and Exxon. Let's shake him up and get a winner for the week. Yeah, so Don, Monday, we uh, said, uh, I'll go real quick. Uh, what's something that you saw live that you said, I can't believe this is happening right now? Frank in South Philly said, Wilson, good bombing move live on TV. Uh, Tuesday, we said, uh, what's something that uh, from the past uh, 20 years or so that's going to be relevant 50 years from now? I'm sorry, 40 years or so. And that was throwing snowballs at Santa from Drew and Upper Darby, who you just heard. Wednesday, who's the most well-known individual who used three names regularly? Don and Malvern called in with Martin Luther King. Thursday, who's somebody who doesn't get the recognition that they deserve scott and mount laurel with walter williams and you just heard it friday who's somebody who would get a standing ovation that you'd refuse to stand for joe and exton said nikki haley dom so they all go into the hat And I pulled a number one today, which means Monday's winner, Frank and Philly. Wilson, good bombing move on TV. Congratulations, sir. $50 Captain Chucky's gift card coming your way. All right, great stuff here. Jim, thanks for producing this week, too. And, Dan, thanks for all the calls, all the good wishes. And uh, we continue on Monday and uh, start to move toward Thanksgiving. And who knows who may pop up here. I'm still getting over Marjorie Taylor Greene, and it was a very normal kind of interview I was very surprised it went very well no backlash even dan yeah it was, it was yeah i was very surprised yes all right uh hit me on twitter at dom show 1210 at dom show 1210 all weekend long dan you're into your house you're decompressed i can hear it yeah. what's on this weekend yeah finally uh still moving some stuff over from the philadelphia place uh, but it's much calmer and i'm excited to have a uh Put the shoulders down and relax kind of moment on Sunday, especially watching some football, Dom. All right. We're seeing Beauty and the Beast, the dress rehearsal. Oh, yeah, that's right. On uh, With the whole group. There's six people. I'm working on that now in downtown Ooh. Philadelphia. All right. The Rich the Always Show is next. I think Mike is in today for four big hours. Have a great weekend, everyone. Come back Monday, noon until 3. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.